Next Legacy Radio, I am Brandon here along with Sweet Aaron, and want to thank everybody for getting up this morning, this afternoon on the East Coast and worldwide. There, there, there are so many people out here, Aaron, that, that's huge fans of Jerry Matters, and not just a fan of his, just a fan of just his iconic stature of the role that he played as far as Theodore Beaver Cleaver on the iconic sitcom Leave It to Beaver. And I want to um, make sure before I actually introduce this young, this young man and, and welcome him to the show, um, and I know you have something to say also, Aaron, but let, let me say this. To me, when it comes to Jerry Matters and his uh, accomplishments, playing this role for as long as he, he, he has and being able to this is me being a fan first and putting this man in with the likes of characters such as the portrayal of Lucy and Lucille Ball. And you people out there know how I feel about her. I love her. She's one of the greatest, greatest actresses of all, all time. And Bob Denver, Gilligan, I mean, just different, different characters make you feel it certain ways. And when it comes to just the, the, the effort and the hard work that Jerry has put in, not just playing the character, but also... Um, you know, doing a lot of different things outside of that, too. I mean, you know, he has to be commended. So before I put him on, I know you have something that you would like to say as well, right? I, as a fan first, I am speechless. Like, I, I honestly can't believe that I'm going to, you know, have a discussion with him. Um, I've been a fan of the show ever since. I can remember. I used to watch it and still do, you know, faithfully. And it's, it's, you know, it's been on the in syndication for over 50 years. That Absolutely. Right there is just amazing. Oh my God. And he is, I, and he is brought to you by, <laughs> and he is brought to you by JerryMatters.com. You can go ahead and check out the website for all things that is Jerry Matters. You can go on Facebook which is facebook.com backslash the Jerry Matters and also twitter.com backslash Jerry Matters. And it is an honor and a privilege to be able to have this young man on Next Legacy Radio. Mr. Matters, how you doing, sir? I couldn't be better. How are you guys doing? Wonderful. Great. Wonderful. Oh, my God. You know, after that, after, that, uh, <laughs> after that presentation about how good I am, I... I didn't realize I had done all those things, but I guess I have. But that was a very, very nice introduction. Thank you very much. Now I have to live up to it. I appreciate it. But well you, you know, it, not only is it well-deserved, Jerry, I, I just feel when it comes, you know, and what it, it's kind of I'm at a point where it's just like when I think about the character that you have and, and the accomplishments that you have done with, with Leave it to Beaver, my, my first question I guess I should ask you, as a young child back then, did you, did you feel like, you know what, I'm, I'm actually a part of something really, really special during that time? Uh, well, you know, I knew it was special because I was work, I've been working as an actor since I was two years old. So before I ever did Leave it to Beaver, I, I did two movies with Bob Hope, I worked with him. Alfred Hitchcock, Shirley MacLaine, mm -hmm. and I did a lot of television shows. And when we were doing Leave it to Beaver, it was never the number one show, but we were always up against the number one show. I mean, like one year it was Maverick, and Maverick was a huge show, and it was on for an hour. So if people committed to Maverick, they didn't watch Leave it to Beaver. But um, it was just a really good experience. Everybody on the show was nice, and we just thought we were doing a nice little family uh, situation comedy 
all the things that happen on Leave it to Beaver, um, and that's what makes it unique, and I think that's why it stands the test of time so well, really did happen to kids. Now, I'm not saying that each episode was word for word, but the writers had 14 children between them, the, the main writers, Joe Conley and Bob Mosier, and all the mm-hmm. other writers had kids. And so all those things, and it was usually a conglomerate of a lot of things that happened to a lot of kids, but they really did happen to real children. And I think that things that really happened instead of, you know, like a lot of the shows today where they're basically joke-orientated, these are real-life situations, and people, things that happened back then are still happening now because they're real. And and I think that makes it relatable uh, and for a lot of us. Um, You know, of of course, I'm uh, slightly younger than you, so during when it was live and and before, I mean, I was was fortunate enough to still... Just you know, it was never live. It's on film. That was the first run. But it wasn't like uh, that. those were all on uh, a film. In fact, it was film just like a movie. It was on 35-millimeter wow. film. And that's why there's no outtakes. People always say, did you never make a mistake? No, but the film was so expensive because it was coated in silver that anything they didn't print, any funny mistakes we did or anything that happened mm-hmm. odd on the set, was taken out that night, it wasn't printed, and the film was stripped to get the silver on to put it on the next, not next days probably, but weeks later's uh, film. Amazing. Amazing, amazing. And, so we look and, like and, we and did d- it right every time. <laughs> <laughs> and during that run, and, and, and I've, always, I've always felt that your your portrayal of that character as, as Theodore Cleaver is relatable, and, and you mentioned it still to this day because it was real life situations, real things that I feel like. I mean, I I think I think Jerry that as a kid, I think all of us had a, a, a little Beaver Cleaver in us in a sense where uh, we was we may have been coerced or there were some things that we did but wasn't supposed to do, or maybe there were some things that we did do that as a child you can remember and you can relate to and I think that's why um, not just your character but the uh, but Leave it to Beaver in general is just always going to withstand the test of time. And I think it will as I say because they're real things all those things actually happen it just wasn't people going in and saying you know what's funny this week is there something you know whatever and and writing something and and the writers had all these kids so they knew how kids thought a lot of them actually happened uh, to them, the writers in the 20s and 30s, because those things are kind of timeless. People, you know, going to the movies, doing this, doing that, not, you know, all the things that Beaver did. Uh, kids are still doing today, but they did them way before Leave it to Beaver also. Right. Right. Uh, I'm, I'm wondering, you said that you, you know, you've been acting since you were two. At two mm-hmm. years old, um, how would you remember your lines and how, you know, what, what would you do? Were there tricks or anything? How there would were, you remember? There, there were no tricks. Um, my mom and my father were not movie people. They had nothing to do with show business. My dad um, retired as a superintendent at L.A. City Schools, but um, he came under the G.I. Bill because he was a pilot during World War II to USC. Mm. My dad was from Iowa. I was actually born in Iowa, and my mom was from Minnesota, but they came when I was about uh, six months old to Los Angeles, so my dad could complete his education and go into the school system. And my mom was walking through a department store when I was two years old, or a little before that, and of course, you know, they didn't have a whole lot of money, 
and she was mm -hmm. looking for things. And a woman came up to her and said, is this your little boy? And my mom was kind of going, uh, yes, has he done something wrong? And the lady goes, <laughs> no. Um, you know, we just noticed that he seems to be very uh, attentive, and he fits our clothes perfectly. Could he be a model? And my mom kind of went, well, you know, she figured it was the big city and this was some kind of a, you know, some kind of a hoax or something that was going to get her. And she right. said, I just don't know. And the lady said, well, you know, it'd be very easy. You just have to walk up and down a runway with a model. And, you know, we could pay him and he could keep, keep the clothes that he wore. And my mom said, well, he could do that then. So that's actually how I started. But just as you were relating, there weren't many children in Los Angeles that worked the live stage. Now, in New York, and television was just starting. So in New right. York, they could go to Broadway and get children that worked on the live stage all the time. But in Hollywood, there, there weren't anybody. So what happened was they looked around, and the models, um, when I started modeling, you'd walk out on a runway. You really wouldn't talk, but you'd walk back. So I started working all the early 1950s uh, shows. In fact, the very first thing I did on television was the Edwin show. And mm -hmm. I had on a 10-gallon cowboy hat, um, six guns, cowboy boots, and diapers, and I'd walk into a barroom scene with all these stuntmen fighting and breaking chairs over each other, and I'd walk up to the bar, one of them would pick me up, set me on the bar, and I'd pound on the bar with my fist, and I'd say, I'm the toughest hombre in these parts, and you better have my brand, and then Edwin would go into a commercial for pet milk. And once I did right. that, as I say, there weren't a lot of children doing those things, they said, if he can do that, I worked all the time. So before I did Leave it to Beaver, I worked all the time. And Alfred Hitchcock saw me doing, I think it was Lex Video Theater, because the commercials were live. And mm -hmm. he uh, hired me then for uh, Trouble with Harry. I did two movies with Bob Hope. I did a whole lot of other things before Leave it to Beaver. Leave it to Beaver, though, is so classic that that's what everybody remembers me for. Absolutely. And people just think I walked in and walked onto the set of Leave it to Beaver and started. <laughs> you know, I've been working a long, long time even before I started Leave it to Beaver. There, there's a lot of work, in, and there's a lot of work, real quick, Aaron, and, and Jerry Matters is our guest on Next Legacy Radio, and um, there's a lot of work, like you said, that you've done before Leave it to Beaver. And one, one of my things as far as when it comes to uh, child actors, um, I've always felt that um, there was, you know, not just a lot of work. I mean, there could be a lot of distractions because of adolescence. You're growing up. You're doing a lot of different things. You probably want to play as opposed to work in some cases or whatever. How, how was that when you were actually not just taking your first job but also on the set of Leave it to Beaver working with other kids as well? Well, it was much more on Leave it to Beaver, of course, because that went on for six years, and we right. filmed for 39 weeks a year. We'd then go to New York for two weeks to do PR with all the uh, newspapers and advertising people, and we'd also go to Chicago and meet the newspaper people and also um, the advertisers. We'd come back to Los Angeles and take just a few weeks off, and I don't even think it was a month, and start up with the next season because we were doing 39 a year with the holidays and everything. Well, it mm -hmm. would take us almost a year to do the 39 shows. So, you know, it was a very rigorous schedule, but it wasn't that much more rigorous than kids going to school every day. Uh, right. I worked from basically 8 to 5 um, most days, um, and it was very, very strict. There's a private, you have a private tutor, so I got one of the best educations. It was basically the educations of the kings and queens of Europe. I had a teacher from the L.A. Unified School District that was probably wow. one of the best teachers. My dad was in that district by that time, so he'd pick special teachers for both Tony and I. 
Um, Tony Dow, who played Wally, is now an award-winning artist and sculptor, but he learned a lot of his art because all of his teachers had a doctorate in art. Um, since I was in elementary school, it wasn't that important. He just got good teachers. But, you know, it was a great education. I'm a graduate of Berkeley. I have a degree in philosophy from Berkeley. So it really started me off on the right path. Wow. Amazing. Yeah. Does, it, does, it, does it bother you that, you know, that people, you know, actually think that you're Beaver Cleaver? You know, it doesn't really bother me. Uh, I don't think people really, they, they, a lot of people think that a lot of those things really did happen just to me, um, you know, because it's so different than today when people go in and write jokes. So, no, right. most of those things I never did, but some little boy, or it could even have been a little girl, someplace in the United States really did all the things. And, of course, they were, you know, enhanced, and several different right. episodes or incidents were put together to make it into a, a television show. But they're all from real life. And as I say, things that happened then happen now. Kids are always the same. They're always going to get in trouble. There's always, you know, an Eddie Haskell. Everybody, you know, it's become a euphemism <laughs> yes. for a certain type of person, and everybody knows that person. And, and, you know, everybody knows a Larry Mandela who's always eating an yep. apple and, you know. So the, the characters are timeless, and that's, not only is it in this country, uh, Leave it to Beaver runs in 54 languages all yeah. over the world, and in a lot of places in um, Europe and Africa and the Far East, they'd never really seen a lot of television except for violence. They saw Westerns and, you know, Untouchables, and suddenly okay. Leave it to Beaver came in, and it gave the rest of the world a different view of the United States. Okay. You, uh, and Jerry, you, as a as a child, one. Jerry, as a child, Jerry, did you um, did you feel? I mean, I, I I know you're working with a lot of other children on the set, um, and, and I know there there can be a lot of different times where okay, we just have to focus on work. Was there a lot of playtime during that during that during those you know different breaks? Well, I guess you can say. Well, there was and there wasn't. I'll tell you why. Because I had to go to school. So I okay. had a private tutor, my, and, you know, as I say, it was a great education. When other kids came on the show, like Larry Mandela, his name is Rusty Stevens, or people that were more regular, they would mm -hmm. go to school with me. But a lot of the other kids, they'd have a separate teacher for. So uh, um, it, was a, it was a lot of fun, but as I say, it's the best education you can get because you've got basically the best teacher in the Yale, or one of the best teachers in the Yale Unified School District, and she's, you know, one-on-one -on -one with you. And if you're little behind I was never real good at spelling so they we we'd spend a lot more time on spelling than math which I was very very good at and so I could pass beyond my grade in you know one year and we'd be using books from the next year of you know the next uh, year mm -hmm. for what I was learning so as I say it was a wonderful education and something I would have never been able to have had I not been on leave it to beaver and it just luckily coincided with just about a little bit of first grade and I'd been doing a movie before that um, so I'd had a private tutor, and it went all the way to high school. So I was never in elementary school in anywhere but with a private tutor. Wow. Uh, when when you when you were on on your breaks and and not not working, and you were just you know a regular guy, did it, and back before there was TMZ and all that, could you actually go out in public and be left alone as a child, or no? 
Yeah, pretty much. I'll tell you why. People usually don't really look at kids, uh, you know, especially adults. And Leave it to Beaver was thought of as an adult show when it was on. Now it's become much more popular with kids mm -hmm. because as soon as it went off the air, it went into reruns after school. But when it was on first run, it was on like on a Thursday night at 8.30. Well, in those years, kids went to bed at 7.30, 8.30, 9 o'clock. So some got to watch it. But it was considered right. an adult show, and it was meant and written as a, a child's eye view of the world, which adults could watch and maybe relive their youth. In, um, right. When we went back and then started it in reruns after the six years, and there's 234 episodes, so it, with the holidays and things, they can put on an episode every day. You know, it started running all over the country, both before school and after school, and that's when it really gained the popularity. I mean, Maverick was always the number one show, or one of the right. shows that we were always put up against, and it was always the number one. We were like three or four, so we weren't the number one show. When we went into rerun, suddenly we were. Right. right. Amazing. What are what are some of the what are some of your 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 moments as a? I know you have so many of them throughout uh, the seasons of Leave It to Beaver. Uh, what what are some of the most um, Maybe one or two that stands out as far as either all-time funniest, just some of the, the, the best takes you can make or have as far as during that, during that span, as far as some memorable moments. Well, you know, a, a lot of it was all the fun I got to have. Um, I, you know, because I was there, I basically, and you can't make a child work, so I had pretty much, let's see, about 85 adult, uh, you know, gripped cameramen, all these guys were like, in some ways, surrogate fathers or, you know, surrogate teachers. And so mm -hmm. keep me happy so that I wouldn't get bored and not want to work, mm -hmm. you know, we built model boats. We did all sorts of things. I, I had the carpentry department, at my, you know, in some ways at my disposal. And I used to build sailboats, and they would, you know, paint them and, and cut, cut me custom wood that were in certain shapes so I could build things. So there was a lot done that was very, very special that I, at the time, didn't really appreciate. But it was, you know, pretty much just so that I would say, I want to go back to work because I want to see how my, my little boat is coming. And, you know, I can say lines, <laughs> and I was very good at it. So, and I liked the people there. And it, so it was very, very much of a very pleasant and fun experience for me. And I loved going there every day. Um, before I actually uh, start talking about a, a, a couple of different things you're actually currently doing now, I have to make sure I take mention of uh, there's someone by the name of Gary Richard Collins. Um, he's from Ann Arbor, Michigan, and he wanted to just, you know, let everybody know as far as just the your thoughts as far as how well Barbara Billingsley not just portrayed and played your mom on the set, just everything that she embodied as far as an actress and a person. Like I, I know he's a big fan of her, so I just wanted you to kind of talk about just, you know, just your relationship with Barbara during the uh, during the season and 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 after. Well, you know, um, she, she remained in, until her past, you know, a lifelong friend. When I was actually doing Leave it to Beaver, I think the best analogy I could have for people that, you know, have never worked on a set is that she was like a, your very favorite teacher that you had in elementary school. Both Hugh, Hugh Beaumont and her were like that. You know, they were people that I got to work with, and they were – and. You know, and it was like I'd go home, I'd memorize my lines, I'd come in and say them with her. She might tell me, 
you know, if you said this a little differently, and Hugh Beaumont might do that, or the director, but they were just mm -hmm. really fun people that I got to relate to and basically, um, you know, do things with. And in, in a lot of ways, a lot of the shows on Leave it to Beaver were like play for me. I mean, you know, there were some that I had to memorize a lot of lines, but, you know, we got to drive mm -hmm. go-karts, I got to climb up on a billboard. Um, there were just all <laughs> sorts of things that were a lot of fun, and, and everybody made it fun you can't make a kid work so as long as you know I was having fun I wanted to go to, to work every day right right I, I I would like you to talk about how leave it to beaver was was the first um, sitcom to ever show the inside of a bathroom well that was our very very first show and under the Hayes Act um, which was done because of a lot of the skimpy suits on the Tarzan movies for Jane they had mm -hmm. all these different rules. Um, a man and a woman, even if they were married, could not even sleep in double beds or be in the beds when they talked. So there were a lot of weird um, rules. So it was, you know, it was an entirely uh, different time with a different set of rules. Um, the very mm -hmm. first show we did, Wally and the Beaver won a pet. And so they, um, in those years, you could look in comic books, and in the front of the back page, you could send away for an alligator. And they, Wally and the Beaver, really want a dog, but the dad and mom say, no, like parents always do, you're not responsible enough to have a dog, so we're going to send away for an alligator and raise it so we can show mm -hmm. that we can't take care of a pet. Well, when it comes, we read the instructions, and it says they have to have water. So we're thinking, where can we put it? Oh, yes, we'll put it in the toilet bowl. <laughs> and we just won't get it because we had a, you know, unlike most people in the United States, the, the Cleaver boys had a bathroom off of their bedroom. And um, when we, we submitted that script, I didn't, I mean, the producers did, the, the uh, censors said, absolutely not. You can't show a bathroom on television. And so that show wasn't shown for about six weeks while they went back and forth and negotiated. And we went back and refilmed it and put the uh, alligator in the toilet tank. And if you see that show, you'll notice it never goes below like maybe three inches below the tank. And you see the alligator swimming in it, but you never see the rest of the toilet or the right. bathroom. And that's the right. Beaver was the first show to ever in American television history have a bathroom. That is amazing. I have, that I have is one, amazing. One memory too that I'd like to share with you. I never thought okay. I, this this would happen, but I never. You guys gave me the idea, and this is you know it is what it is. But I never thought of just wetting a towel to make my parents thought I took a bath. Yep, that's absolutely. <laughs> but as I say, all those things, and the reason you did it and we did it on Leave It to Beaver was because one of the writers, I, it wasn't me, I'll tell you that, but one of the writers <laughs> did, or one of the people on the set came and told them about something their kid did, and they would then write it into the script. So it wasn't that these guys, they were very, very good. They were the top writers and yes. producers in Hollywood. Yes. But they were smart enough to know that they couldn't write funny things that kids do because kids really did funnier things than they could ever write. So that is right. you know, something that they picked up from people coming and saying, you know, my kids, you know, they, they were wetting the cows. They went, I'll put that in the script. <laughs> <laughs> And it's amazing. And I before I take, uh, I'm I'm actually going to take a call from uh, Pam Rogers from the 585 area code. She wanted to say something to you. Jerry Matters is our guest on Next Legacy Radio. And before I put her on, I, I have to since Aaron, since you shared something, I have to share something as well. So, Jerry, one one of the things that I, I just it, to this day still has me just just laugh, laugh, not just laugh, 
but laugh till my stomach hurts was just the one episode that you and you and you and Tony Dow Wally decided to just go ahead since you lost your haircut money decided you just wanted to go ahead and do it yourself. That I mean <laughs> was all time well, classic. How many kids? How many kids have tried to cut their own hair and they find out once you take one chunk out of it, you're done because you can never get it to look like a barber. But you know, and, um, and that. And Jerry, yeah. and Jerry, your 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 question, your question to, to to Tony at the time was, okay, Wally, should I stop? And Tony was, and, and, and Wally at the time went, oh, well, you know what? I think I better, I think I better stop yep. now. Like that, that to yep. me was classic, <laughs> all time classic. Loved it, loved just it. Just so you know, everything on Leave It to Beaver comes from real life. So uh, some kid, of course, did that. <laughs> and, you know, and, and they would write a whole lot of different things that kids did into every episode. But every episode in its core or seed came from real life. It just wasn't people going in and writing jokes. And that's why right. it's go on today. Right. <laughs> and relatable. I love it. Yeah, let's right. go ahead oh, and yeah, put in, uh, let's go ahead and take Pam. Pam, you are on Next Legacy Radio with Jerry Matters. How you doing? Hi, how, how are you doing? Hi, Jerry. How, how are, are you? you? Yeah, I'm doing great. What about yourself? Good. I'm nervous. I, I'm such a thrill yeah, to talk relax. to you. I have loved Leave it to Beaver for years. I grew up watching it, and then I had my sons watch it, and they love the show. Okay, I want to ask you if you had a favorite it. episode. You know, I really don't because I could tell you so many of them, but every one, when I watch them, you know, there's different people that you can see, but there's also different crew members or, you know, people that um, I haven't seen in years and years. And so every scene reminds me of something. So, you know, it's, mm -hmm. it's very, very interesting for me to watch it, but I get, I'm at a totally different perspective than anybody else. And honestly, I, I, I don't watch it that much because I, I know it and... Uh, you know, and in some ways I say to myself, oh, yeah, 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 I'm going to watch another one. I can spend days and days watching them if I start. I mm thought -hmm. I have another quick question. Um, is there anything that you haven't done yet that you would like to do? You know, my life is really complete, and I would never um, say I've done everything that I want to because every time I turn around, a new opportunity springs up, <laughs> and I take it on, and it, it's challenging. And, um, you know, I like acting. I like being... Uh, I also I have diabetes, so I go all around the uh, the country and speak about diabetes, and I feel that's kind of a way of giving back. I know a lot of people have spent a lot of time watching me on TV, and a lot of people, you know, don't know that much about diabetes. So I figure that's a way of me kind of giving. I back have it also. People. Do you have type one or type two? I have type two. I'm, I am a type two diabetic. I, I will yeah, tell I'm you honest, beginning truth. Um, <laughs> I was I've been on insulin. I've been on oral medication. I was very, very overweight, which is one of the things that, uh, you know, for some people makes them uh, type 2 diabetics. I lost a lot of weight. I lost about 45 pounds. I am now pre-diabetic. So, um, you know, there is, and, and, and life is so good that if you have to go on insulin or oral medication, mm -hmm. you know, there's, it, it, it's, it's worth it. But I am lucky enough that I caught mine quick enough that I'm now pre-diabetic. But I was, as I say, I used to have to inject myself three and four times a day. Really? Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah, I take on um, that form, and I only have to take it twice a day, so I'm pretty yeah, lucky. Yeah. I, I was, can control I was it. I on the same thing. But my problem is I've, I've been having trouble losing weight because I'm on thyroid medicine, and I've been on that oh, since yeah, I was, like, yeah. second grade. I can get skinny one time and then heavy another time, so it's really hard for me. Yeah, it's, it's a constant battle, but, you know, as I say, life is good, and it's definitely worth it. But it, it is something that you have to watch every day, every meal. You have to think about 
when you're going to have it, when's the last meal you have, what did you have. So it, it's a very complicated disease, but, you know, as I say, you sound like you're tackling it in a good way and keep up the good work. Thank you. Thank you for taking my call. Not a problem. No problem. Pleasure talking with you. <laughs> Thank you. Jerry Matters is our guest on Next Legacy Radio, and um, I, I definitely have to ask you this because you have a benefit concert on June 29th that is, is very, very – I feel like it's it's the more we talk about certain things in support of our military and veterans, uh, the better off I think we will be. So um, talk to the listeners about what you're doing on Sunday, June 29th. Well, it's, it's a benefit for, of course, of all veterans, but in, in reality a lot of them are the, are the returning vets. But my dad, is a, my dad was a World War II pilot. He flew 25 missions uh, over Germany. I, my son was in the Navy. Um, I was in the Air Force. I spent uh, six years in the Air Force and Air National Guard. So, you know, I, I am very, very connected to the uh, veterans community. And, you know, when we send these guys over there and they're in perfect shape and they come back and they've been hurt very badly, it's our responsibility, um, you know, to help them. And, you know, the government can do so much, but the government isn't in there on a one-to-one -one basis. So um, right. this is about getting people to, to, to meet your vets and, you know, that. It's a concert to raise money so that things that maybe they couldn't uh, have or, you know, different things that they need because they've sacrificed for us that we sacrifice for them. Yep, completely agree. If you're, if you're unable to attend on June 29th at the Saban Theater in Beverly Hills, you can make a donation. You can go to www.indiegogo.com, um, and also more information, you can go to facebook.com backslash the Jerry Matters right here on Next Legacy Radio. And um, one, one question, and, and to me, I, I think your opinion will hold a lot of weight because you've been in, the, in this business uh, for a long time and you've seen a lot in, in, you know, throughout your career. So um, when it comes to just the evolution of television and entertainment, like are we in good shape? Are you worried? Is there, is there certain things that you see that, you either don't want to see or you would more than likely just, you know, hopefully there there is a corner to turn as far as just the creativity of it. Well, you know, I'll be very honest with you. I'm not the person to ask, and I'll tell you why. I watch very, very little television. Um, I watch a lot of the news programs. I handle my own okay. finances, so I watch a lot of the financial networks. Um, I don't have any destination television. If I'm turning around, I may watch something. But I just find that, as I say, the type of comedy that is now pervasive isn't something that in a lot of ways I find that funny. So it's, mm -hmm. it's just me. I know that everybody else must like it because it wouldn't be on. But for my personal taste, I can find more interesting things to do than watch some of the, a lot of the shows that are on today. Well, Jerry, I'm I'm with you because, uh, you know, we're, we're, we may be in the minority, but to me I always feel like, more is less. You know how people say less is more. More is less, where it's, we have too many channels, we have too many different things going on, too many distractions, I guess you can say. And, and I'm not, and not going to lie, Jerry. I would love it if we can just narrow it down. I know it's never going to happen. It's too much money out there with entertainment. But if we can narrow it down to how it used to be with maybe four, five, six channels, I'm okay with that, personally. Well, you know, it, I find that the more channels are in some ways better because at least you can still find Leave it to Beaver and shows, you know, very true. People Good point. Really like so you can go to the internet and find some great movies, TV that you can watch mm -hmm. 
you know, and it's, it's they don't charge it for. I mean, you have to pay for your internet connection. But so that that to me is something that there is a lot of good shows out there. It's just that the things that they're now pushing, um, you know, I don't know how many of those shows will be on in in 50 years and still be relevant, like Leave It to Beaver. So, you know, right. it, I, my time is very very valuable. You know, I'm now 66 years old, and I'm thinking to myself. I better do just what I want to do because, you know, <laughs> time is limited. So um, I, I find that I can make myself very happy by either reading or doing a lot of other things besides watching people be silly on TV. There you go. Okay. Aaron, what, what other question do you have for, for Jerry before we let him go right here on Next Legacy Radio? Well, I will, I'm wondering... I'm a type 1 diabetic, and I was just wondering, um, when you do, when you speak, um, you know, do your do your seminars. I'm, is there a place that we can go to find out where you're going to be? And if you could, could you tell me when you're coming to South Florida? <laughs> you know, it, it, to, it to really attend. depends because what I usually do, it's usually at usually conferences or things like mm -hmm. that where I can have enough people to speak to that it makes it, you know, relevant for me to be able to right. go to Florida. So I have spoken in, in Florida before, uh, you know, but like every state – you know, it's a big state, so I don't even know if I was in the city by you. But, you know, what I tell people is that, uh, you know, a lot of it is uh, not type 1, but type 2 is affected by your weight. So if you lose weight, it's possible that, you know, you can have a much better outcome. And if you're type 1, you can have a lot better outcome. But it's a very, very strict regiment. Uh, you know, yeah. there are things you have to do every day. And if you become lax in that, you are going to have very, very bad consequences. Most type 1 diabetics understand that. But it's like anything else, you know. It's something you have to do all the time. After a while, you say, well, maybe I'll, you know, become a little more lax. And you can't do that with diabetes. You have to fight it at the wall every day. You have to get there and beat it back down. I do want to commend you, though, because I, I, I have to say this. I, I want to commend you because one of my biggest things that I hear, you know, type 2 diabetics say, or do, they don't take care of themselves, and then... You know, they end up on on. Um, well, well, what and, they end up, yeah, what they end up doing is losing, uh, you know, their toes and then their legs because it's a, right. it's a very heinous disease. And the things right. that it does to your body, you know, um, if you don't take care of it. But it's like a lot of other things. When you're when they first tell you and you feel fine, you don't think about it. But when you start right. going down the road, if you don't take care of it, so that's what I tell people. If you go to a doctor and he says you're pre-diabetic even, you need to start taking care of it then because by the time right. you're full-blown exactly. diabetic, it's harder. And that's why harder. I commend you. That's why yeah. I commend you because people don't realize that type, with type 1, like my pancreas was dead when I was 11. I've, I've had diabetes for 26 years now. So, you know, I didn't have a chance to do, you know, my diet to not be diabetic anymore. Absolutely, um, yes. And, and type 2s tend to, you know, they don't realize that they have the chance if they grab it like you did. And that's why I want to commend you because lots of well, people don't, don't realize that. Well, thank you, but I just don't think they realize the consequences because somebody says you have type 2 diabetes and it's not like, you know, they say that this is going to happen right away. They say you should start taking care of it. Your blood sugars are a little high. People go, oh, I feel fine. And by the time they realize that they're not fine because their blood sugars are out of control and they're having real problems, you know, it's sometimes a little late. So that's why right. I warn people that if your doctor says you're even pre-diabetic, ask him what you can do. 
Um, mm -hmm. And as I say, a lot of it, in many, many cases, are that you're just too overweight and your body can't make enough insulin for all of the uh, blood cells that you have. Right. Well, and I also want to say thank you so much for your, yours and your family's military service for our country. Absolutely. Well, you know thank what? Thank you so yeah. very much. It, it, was, it was hard work, but it was well worth it to support a country like this. When you look around the world and see what's going on and you see what a wonderful country we have, then, then you don't mind it at all. Right. And in, in closing, Jerry, you, you haven't met us until today or this morning, but um, let me thank you for the decades of memories that you've given us, not just by your portrayal of, of, of Beaver on Leave it to Beaver, but also mm -hmm. we had a glimpse into what it was like to be able to not just work hard and play and, like you said, have those fun moments, but um, to have and take pictures of a childhood moment that we've had that was relatable to what you portrayed and what you went through as a child as well. So in a lot of ways, we're all brothers and sisters, and, 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 I, and it takes, yeah, your, and it takes certain songs. Yeah, I grew up in your living room. Exactly. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> and see, yeah. you know, you know it's serious when when Jerry just finished what I was actually about to say too, because <laughs> I was literally getting ready to say that too. Now you know that's serious. That is real serious. It's real but no. serious because I don't have any brothers. So yes, you are my brother. Well, that's even I've got better. I've nothing but sisters over here. Well, you should talk to my real sister. She'd probably tell you you don't want one. <laughs> if you if you want to, Jerry Matters is on social media, people. So if you definitely want to make sure you keep tabs on Jerry, make sure you go to twitter.com backslash the Jerry Matters. You can also go to facebook.com backslash the Jerry Matters as well. And jerrymatters.com is the website. And continue to not just um, – Continue the legacy. Uh, to me, I feel like it's a golden age legacy where um, a lot of the tradition as far as how to do it was done when Jerry did it. So continue to follow that legacy and also continue yeah. to um, support our, our military and veterans. And if you're not around June 29th, you can go to Indiegogo.com to be able to uh, make a donation, and it's important. And, and Jerry, it's a, it, it's a blessing. We have to do it again. Yes, absolutely. Sounds good to me anytime, guys. Thanks Thank a lot. Thank you so much. All right. Bye-bye. Take bye -bye. care. That is a television icon, people, Jerry Matters, and we'll be back to discuss the interview right here on Next Legacy Radio. Next Legacy.